0: This is going to be quite a dynamic conversation with uh, Mike Planner, who has also um, invited Keith Holt to join us. So, before we get into this real nitty gritties of this subject about curation being the key to happy days, which I think is a brilliant title, I'm just going to set a little bit of context about these. Curation is
1: the key to happy days. Indeed. I love that.
0: So, there's a bit of context here about these bit chats. So, you can see Thomas and I aren't sitting at a desk, this is on the sofa with us. And if you're watching in the UK, or you might even know this, Mike, from Sydney, in the UK, we've got these daytime television programmes. There's a bit of a Richard and Judy was the ones in the past, sat on a sofa and chatted away with people. That's what we want to create here. Because I really noticed with Clubhouse how the power of a few people being involved in a conversation, and whilst I love podcasts and all these things, I and the one-to-one thing, I think it's really powerful. When you get a completely unscripted, no questions planned, conversation on a sofa with friends talking about a subject that's relevant to all of us. It's called BIP 100, uh, BIP chat, I should say. BIP stands for business is personal. And we believe it is very personal. So you know the contra words, which we mostly hear is people saying to me, it's not personal, Penny, it's just business. Well,
1: yeah, we hate that
0: don't like that because I think it is very personal.
1: Don't apply if you say that.
0: And some of you may know that we've got BIP 100, which is the curation of 100 experts that Thomas and I started the journey last September, so nearly a year now. And we've got 73 experts that we have curated, not without a lot of work, over 1,200, I think it is now. Yeah,
1: a lot of 1,200 interviews. We've done 100 interviews a month. It's a lot of work.
0: And I think what's going to come out of this conversation with Mike and Keith is um, something that's quite personal to everyone that's listening to it, is how do you curate, how do you collect around you the right people for you?
1: That's a great and, line. Um, how do you collect What is you? the
0: right people for you? And it requires a lot of self-awareness, I think, that. Um, and I don't think all of us are particularly good at it. It's definitely a skill. But it can also be an attitude and a mindset, can't it? So, Mike, to kick this off, I'm just going to introduce you here. So, actually, Mike Born Born Planner, the Born bit in the middle always confuses me. Should I always introduce it as those three, Mike Born Planner? Oh,
2: that's lovely. Yes, yes, that's yes, that's yes. cool. I'm I'm not that fast.
0: So, a founder of Catapult. Um, so he selects awesome companies run by great people, I love all these expletives, to help them grow, scale, and be funded. And based down in Sydney, um, or up in Sydney, I don't know whether anybody oh, looks up. I know, down for us, but somebody might be listening. We're they up for look? them. I know, but somebody might be listening who looks up. Some people look up to Sydney, people in New Zealand. Only if they're
2: Sid in Antarctica, Exactly.
0: So there you go, I know something about the world. Um, and But globally connected. And um, you have this sort of science of selection with a healthy dose of intuition, you say, which is really Ooh. fantastic words. Um, and you've asked Keith to join us today. And Keith is also a Bit 100 member. Um, I'll, I'll formally introduce Keith as well, um, although I do know Keith very well. I, but I shouldn't really have to read. But I want to make sure I represent you well. So I'm going to represent you without looking at the words that I'm reading, Keith. Is that all right? i know you well enough
3: i'm happy with that
0: <laughs> I'm first we'll of start off with the first time i talked to keith i fell from a business point of view in love with keith oh. because he ticked all the bright boxes around someone who cares deeply about people in business not in a fluffy way but we had a conversation about investment and how i'd been through a bit of a journey after academy with some investors. And Keith is someone who invests in companies and mentors them and and really supports the board, cares a lot about their well-being. And it seems to me, Mike, you have chosen Keith for very good reasons. So you've got to know Keith quite recently. Why did you feel this was a good conversation to have with Keith?
2: Because both of our craft that we each have depends on us being good at curating if we shit at curating, we end up with bad investors, we end up with bad companies, we end up with bad people on their boards, which means that we have a pretty shitty life, right? Because that's when you come to Friday night and you just want to bury yourself under the Duna because it's been a tough week. And that's why I thought we would have a good dynamic banter between the four of us, um, which is why, you know, instantly I just thought, oh, Keith's going to be part of this because it just, just logically makes sense, that's all. Now, it's I love the I... use of the word curation for the whole assembly of the board,
1: the companies that you invest yeah. in, the people we choose. It's, I've, never, I've never heard
2: curation used in that context before, but it's obvious when you think about it. But. Well, it we is. think I'm... curation often as, as sort of people that are in museums and putting together the collection of whatever dead bones or whatever it is. And that, of course, is curation as well. But if you think about it, say, from what we do with Catapult is we're we curating a collection of amazing founders that run great companies. And, you know, if we do it well, then in 10 years, we'll have 1,000 companies. It's a fairly sizable collection, right? And, and so you've got to be very careful when you put a collection like that together because there's a whole lot of different parameters you're going to think about. That's sort of the, the structure that is the, this is what I want. And, and sort of leading into the broader, uh, I guess, discussion of this topic is like my invitation to everybody listening into us today is that think about your life, think about what it is exactly that you want to have, what, what do you want to fill your life with, with people, what experiences, what's the businesses, what is, depending on whatever it is you do, and, and what therefore must be the criteria for to select the people coming into that a that.
0: very interesting word, the use of select. I'm, yeah. on, I'm with you there.
2: Yeah. Thomas. And I think
3: so. if I can just add to that, if you think about the opposite, how disruptive and demoralizing it is if you've got the wrong board member in or a management team member who doesn't fit with the rest the, or, or even in your circle of friends, that's incredibly disruptive and it impedes, in our case, the growth of the business or the direction and, and can sometimes even destroy it. So so equally the opposite. It, uh, I think it's such an important topic to to be keep in mind and to uh, when when it comes to not just thinking about the one-to-one relationships you have, but in the context of the group or the board or the management team in our case and getting it right, curating is, is a core core and critical skill.
0: And I do wonder how good people are at this it's very interesting is that we've got all these networks that we can plug into and we all have we all have our business and therefore our transactional thoughts and i wonder how people i mean i wrote down a few words around people when you're connecting networking community selling connecting collaborating partnering curating what is it about curation mike that sort of is this that's so critical to you as a topic what is rather than saying, you know, go out and network, go out and build community, go out and sell, whatever. What is it about this curation that's so critical?
2: Well, if you think about the curation, that's the first part of what you do when you start an interaction with, say, a new human being or a new company. So instead of saying, hey, I'm looking for an advertising agency or I'm looking for a new employee or whatever not, you start the principle with, I'm looking for people or organisations that have these particular qualities. They're nice people. Like, for example, in our business, we have a very, very tough no dickhead policy. You know, it sounds a bit rough when you say it like that, but it's like we just do not tolerate people that are just completely obnoxious. But isn't isn't
1: dickhead,
2: dickhead is an entirely subjective term? maybe maybe not i think a lot of people when they see the experience they would all agree oh that was not really cool that doesn't mean that people can't have a complete you know meltdown or his feet or spat or whatever not you know we're all humans but it means that sorry
0: sorry i was going to say one person's frog is another person's prince i suppose i suppose that's correct
2: right and is that there's something there for everybody Right, but it's from your values perspective as, as the curator of your universe. What is it you're looking for? And I think, and, and we discussed this very briefly in our sort of pre-chat. And it's like the challenge with curation is you actually have to make a choice. You are forced to make a choice, and by making a choice, you are therefore also cho- choosing things that you will not have, that you will not tolerate and therefore there will be people that you meet them and going oh I don't think I get along with this person and therefore you have to select them out and because we all live in this world driven by fear of missing out well that's not a very popular style of being is it you are know, <laughs> not going was- to be the most you're not going to be the most popular on social
1: media are you so <laughs> is there a danger is there a danger Keith with um, curation that it, whether it's BIP? or whether it's selecting your investments or your board members or your investors, that you end up curating people like you and, lo- and therefore lose the diversity because you're basically choosing clones of yourself?
3: I think it depends what your starting point is and where, what, what, what you're using. If you're saying, am I selecting somebody that I like and think I can get along with? but I'm clear about what I need them for. And if I'm choosing somebody for, for the leadership team or whatever the case, and I think if you start in the right with the right principles, then, then you can get that right. If you're just recruiting people you like without being clear about what, you, what you're recruiting them for or bringing them in for, or what the objective of the relationship is, then you can get it wrong. And just before you said that, I, th- I think mistakes are made. I mean, what do you do when you've got a business where the CEO is the founder, but he's clearly wrong as the CEO, you might have not had a part in curating him, but you have to then come up with a solution to, to, to change the dynamic or to change the situation. And then, and in a way, that's almost what Mike was saying. You've got to find a way to deselect him from the role and put him in a place that, he, that way where he's more, less harmful or, or sort of more useful to the business and find somebody that is the right person and curate that person. So, so there is always that risk that you, you sort of bring in or surround yourself with people who are too much like you. But um, not, I think that's where you've got to tie the reason and the rationale in to say, why am I doing that? And what's the objective of doing that? And I want people I like. They don't have to be like me. But I want people that, that I enjoy working with, that actually we can work together as a, as a team or in a relationship, that we enjoy each other's company and that we can spend time together and grow together but not necessarily that doesn't that's not necessarily the same as somebody who is like me and it's about how they're contributing towards my happiness and my well-being and my enjoyment of what we're trying to achieve together not are they exactly the same as me this is very precise does
1: that mean all four of us are actually headhunters Interesting. Should all four of us have been in the recruitment business?
2: <laughs> oh, no. But you can if still we're... be a headhunter without being in the recruitment business, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. So so we're, we've been talking about it from a perspective of um, building a company, you know, looking for the right team, the right board, the right investors. Do you think we can be selective enough when we're building our clients, which is obviously something we've done for BIP100? But do you think that businesses are able to do that? Can they have that abundance of attitude to say, these are the sort of clients I want?
2: I, I do believe so. I mean, I run a company that's founded on that. It's very interesting when you interview people that are, you know, considering coming and, and working with us and you say, oh, by the way, what's a little bit unique about us is, is we say no most of the time. And they're going, huh? So we are really selective of who we choose to work with. And it takes a while for that kind of thought, because in most businesses, it's like, oh, come along, anybody, right? Just If you want to pay us money, just, just come in. And we're going not so fast, right? Because, you know, our business model is we will often pair up with these companies for a period of three, five, longer, seven, whatever number of years and so you want to make sure that it's someone that you think no one can tell the future right but it's just like you want to have a sense that you can get along with these people that's what keith just said for an extended period of time it doesn't mean that they're like you in many cases probably means they're not like you because you're often looking for people that want to do the stuff you don't want to do but i think from from a client perspective i think you know when 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 you end up in a situation where you say, you know, you love your clients and you actually mean the fact that you love your clients,
0: that's really cool. It's cool. It's cool. So I'd love to, sorry, did you want to say something Keith?
3: Yeah. I I think if you think through the, the the implications of selecting the right clients, um, I think a lot of most of us, when we, when we're in business, we want to do the best possible job we can. We want to deliver the best service to our clients and so on. And if you think about when that is, when you're working with a client you like and you get on with and you're aligned in what you're trying to achieve, then you've got more energy and more you put more into actually getting the best results because then you're working together to achieve the best results. When you've got a client where there isn't a good fit and where you start to feel drained by that relationship and where it's taken away from your happiness, then it starts to affect the quality of your work more often than not. So there are very real world outcomes from curating or selecting or working with the wrong clients and whether it's working with a potential investment or even the people you surround yourself with as friends, there are implications in who you select to be a part of that group. And it's not always possible when you're trying to build a business and you're looking for clients. And, and, but I think to be aware of that and to work towards a point where, as Mark was saying, selecting the right clients I think that's imp- that has an important impact on the quality and the outputs and the outcome of what you, of 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 the work that you do with them.
0: And so um, is that? So I'm, I'm sorry, I just wanted to ask a question on that, and then I think we're going to come to an interesting conversation that Thomas is going to bring in, um, <laughs> which I know what it is, and I'm quite fascinated by this by what we're going to talk about in a minute. Um, is this? From both of you, are we talking about the selection? I know we, we mentioned about skills-based selection, you know, how can they do the job? But are you talking about value-based curation, where you're looking for the values of the person? Is that what we're, what it's coming down to?
2: They're both nodding. They're
0: both nodding. Yeah. Mm.
2: Values, beliefs, it's the foundation yeah. of who you are. I mean, One of the things, hire,
1: Sorry. Go ahead. One uh, of the things... After Mike had been in for a couple of weeks into BIP, we had a conversation and Mike said something that stayed with me. Um, He said, what what you've achieved in BIP is trust and empathy. Mm. And he said, that's the hardest thing to achieve in business. Yeah. And we certainly haven't achieved that overnight because we've been at this for over a year. But I was
0: going to say twenty-three years actually. For well, twenty years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: I'm yeah. what what I'm interested in, Mike. is how, how how did you know after just a couple of weeks? Because you'd only met Keith and maybe three or four other BIPs ourselves. How did you how did you know after just a few weeks that 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 that
2: that, that was there that trust and that empathy? Because I lead with intuition
0: what did you witness what was it what did you experience was it a
2: message
1: was it an email was it a was it a zoom how did you know
0: I don't think
2: I can unpick it like that it's it's a feeling it's uh it's a it just feels right it's uh you know as per what we talked about like three minutes ago it's like sometimes conversations are um, uh, you're dragging them along and and you're being polite and it's nice and other conversations, like you look at the time, and you're going, shit, an hour just went past. It's like my next meeting is already started. Like, oh, sorry, I get a run, right? And you're going, how the hell did that happen? Like, we only speak for ten minutes.
1: Yeah, that's like-
2: a good. That's a that's a that's a clear sign that something is right, right? But there could be other things. There could be. You know, similarities in, in, in thought patterns. There could be similarities in, in linguistic patterns. There could be similarities in uh, cultural background or language like culture background. There could be a fascination with the casual way different than I really like. But it's not a fixed set of rules or formulas, but it's a, it's a think of it as a jigsaw puzzle that your mind and to some extent also your heart is putting together. Does this, this is feel right? If it doesn't feel right, don't do it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm sure
2: we all heard that one before. Well, that's, I certainly didn't even yeah, that
0: absolutely. one. <laughs> don't, push it. don't push it as well. I yeah. think that's a big part of it is if you start having to yeah. push, then it's not right. Uh, hmm. You know, you can think of loads of relationships in our lives as we've gone through life, the ones that you've had to push almost against a closed door, but eventually that door's opened. They're never as fantastic as the ones where you didn't, you weren't having to do that so much. Um, no. oh, sorry. Um, I want I tell you what I want Thomas to talk about because back in about two thousand and nine, I think it 2009,
1: was two thousand and nine.
0: Yeah, Thomas was recorded on video on a YouTube um, by Mark Sinclair. Sinclair.
1: Sinclair. Oh, it was um, a Kiwi it was from. Kiwi. Uh...
0: Um, saying that the Downside. world is moving from csc closed selective controlling to a world of open random supportive so instead of closed we're becoming more open instead of being selective we're becoming more random and be- instead of being controlling we're becoming more supportive
1: yeah
0: now now of course that was t- 12 years ago before the bombardment of overwhelming connections that we've all had and the rabbit holes that people have gone down by being overconnected and and things what we're talking about now and and thomas created a psychometric tool that enabled you to answer some questions and you discovered which of the eight which you were so i came out o s s open selective supportive thomas became o r s open random supportive and then other people were close select you know the whole combination of it all i'm really curious about this conversation it might be a bit of a hey moment for me well by it's, default are we becoming or are we needing to become more oss
1: well no but the, the i know because of the because of the, <laughs> the conversations about curation you're forcing the s of selecting.
0: but do you have to select but, the bippers yeah, what three years hands now?
1: Yes, but <laughs> in order to in order to find in order to find the oh. seventy three, I've had to interview, or we've had to oh, interview. Yeah. Um, oh, over, you've
0: had to be very random over twelve. Yeah, months. It's a random process. Ah, yeah. yes, very
2: had, true. You know,
1: we've had you know from the application forms, we've had people from all over the world in all sorts of industries, super people who are just not suitable. Mm.
0: So, so not,
1: just not the right group for them. They belong in another group, another another hundred.
0: So, when you're curating, Mike or Keith, both of you, I'd love to hear from you both. Are you open, random, and supportive to begin with,
1: or are you
2: closed, selective, and controlled? And
0: or open, selective, supportive.
2: The start of my process is certainly open and random. Yes. <laughs> yeah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Calm down. Calm down. That is like you gotta, you gotta. The, the, the challenge is you just don't know where you're looking, right? And and so we're looking for great entrepreneurs, they're hiding in all sorts of corners of the world. There isn't such a oh, all entrepreneurs are members of this particular group on LinkedIn, right? It, it doesn't look like right. open, random, and controlling.
0: What's the controlling piece?
1: That's the scout piece. He's a scout, he's a scout, not sure what, what that means.
0: The controlling bit
1: is. um, Well, when he knows, when he knows the right person, and maybe Keith is as well, but when they know the right person, they know the right person, whether that's based on intuitions or innateness or feelings.
2: Yeah. So think of it as the filter, right? So think of it as a filter that we have here. So over here, we've got completely open, totally randomized, people are just coming, and we have a filter. In other words, we know exactly what we're looking for which Mm. creates a lot of necessitates a huge amount of self-awareness because you can't do this if you're not really certain about what it is you want right yeah yeah the filter is and we can replicate this to whether you're going out dating or whether you're looking for a house or it doesn't matter what process you're doing but you know exactly what it is you're looking for but you don't you can't be hung up on where it's coming from because if you will the universe doesn't work that beautifully right it's it's not that streamlined right so you're just going to be well there's exactly what i want it's going to come from wherever but this has to be very finely tuned because when it does arrive you're going to go and ding and all the little lights on the top go green at the same time you got hey we've got a match right and so therefore yeah you know so- what's now on the other side is 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 very closed. I can't remember your your acronyms anymore, but it is like it's 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 very, very tightly defined, right? But what's over here on this side of the filter is whatever.
3: I, I think yeah I completely agree with that. And there's an interesting angle on that because I think you have to start open, but you start open. If you, if you think about the recruitment process, what have you, you know, you say, I want a person that's got these skills. This is what they're looking for. And you put it out there and it's open and people apply. And you use your sort of the rational process to to come up with maybe your shortlist or what have you. But it's interesting because every time I have relied on my rational part of me to make the final decision, more often than not, it's been wrong when my intuition has been saying to me, actually, this is uncomfortable. When I've gone with my intuition, then more often than not, the decision has been the right one. And it's almost, I think, the, the way that it works is that if you when, you, when you say to yourself, I accept that there is wisdom in my intuition, and I'm going to go with my intuition, it becomes the final arbiter in the decision process. So, whereas you start open and random, you do become selective and then controlling. And you say, right, what's the, if I'm left with two people or two sort of investments or whatever the case might be on the, at the table on the, on the day I have to make that decision, which way am I going to go? And I'll leave it to my intuition to, 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 guide me on that. Because that's when most of my decisions work out.
1: So, thank you for the creator of the new acronym, open, random, selective, controlling.
0: Well, there you are.
1: But intuition, intuition, they're both, they're both agreeing, actually, intuition is more random based. So random, they're both agreeing that random beats selective.
0: Well, it's that feeling, as Mike said. So I want to move on, believe it or not, we've got just over 15 minutes um, for this and anybody that's listening to this, I think you probably realise it's a mindset, it's a feeling and it's a, a way of building your business or your community curation. What are the skills of being a curator, do you think, Mike, when, you, when you're when you doing this with companies? What are the skills people need to have?
2: To be a good curator?
0: Yeah. Well,
2: I think, as we talked about, you can use curation in any aspect of life. And, and so I think the skills depend on the, the, the hard skills, depend on what area of life it is that you want to curate something. But I think the bigger thing is to... To be self aware enough that you know exactly what it is you're looking for, and to be strong enough to be able to stand by that and going, Yeah, no, no, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna stand by this. It's exactly this my filter, this is what I'm looking for, and just keep going, right? So there is an, uh, there's a level of discipline attached to that because, in order, because otherwise you'd run out of steam. Like if you got your filter and you got your random cloud of, possibility over here on the one side if you if you don't have a mechanism for constantly approaching this random cloud of pulling whatever new potentials out of it well it doesn't work right and so that's a that's a discipline kind of in the sense of just keep doing it every day I call two new people or every day I click on this link every twice a time twice a day or I look at a stock chart twice a day or whatever it is that I'm doing for my curation
1: but the skill the skill is standing by your values when you're choosing absolutely
0: so if you that's, said if
2: that's a skill i think it's a principle but yeah
0: so i'm yeah. going to come to one of those in a minute which is really intriguing so um i keep teasing the audience here a bit not deliberately but i don't want to move off a subject but i want to come back to that
2: oh well, we <laughs> hope someone's looking at us then no no so
0: um, <laughs> so, so Keith, um when you're, when you're looking for people to join a board or what is it, what is it that you're looking for? What is it that's important to you when you're seeking someone beyond the skill set?
3: I mean, I actually think it ties in with the whole filtered conversation that we were talking about, because if I'm looking for a person for a board, first of all, there is the the, the criteria, the, the, the almost the rational criteria. What do I need from this chairman? I need him to be an expert in this industry. I need him to have experience in a PLC or or a private equity bank. So there is that list of criteria, which is one filter. But then there's the other filter, which is where your values come in, or where you're looking for the attributes that you know, make a good chairman. So you want somebody who is focused, who's going to bring discipline to the the management team, who's going to provide good governance and those you can argue as to whether they on the sort of the the, the other side or or what have you but you're looking at their own intrinsic values and saying what sort of chairman do I want that becomes part of the filter but then when as you go through that then I think it's important in, in that case then I'm actually almost being the um, curator of marrying a a board member to a management team without it being affecting me necessarily in the long term so they're not going to be conscious of well what is the culture of that management team what are their needs what do I think if it was 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 somebody looking for for a relationship a partner in in life then then it's almost the same thing I said you don't get you you don't choose people who you you're not going to want to get sort of wake up to the next morning um, but so it's a process, but at the end of the day, then it comes down to if it's, if it's going to affect me, then then like, as Mike was saying, then does, do, how's it going to affect my values? And it's, the values is an interesting one. It's, it might be slightly off topic, but we, there's always a lot of talk about what's your purpose, what's your why? And, and without being controversial, sometimes I think those are, that's consulting speak for some consultants to make a lot of money. And I think it comes down to really what are my values, what makes me happy. And I was on a call with with a guy pitching for investment and he started off. He said, Keith, I want to ask you, what's your why? And I just said to him, you know what, why not? And, And he didn't have a response to that. I said, why not? And the reason why I said that was because it makes me happy. I'm happy doing this thing. It doesn't matter to anybody else. Or I'm happy working with this person. It doesn't matter what all my reasons are for that. But does it make me happy? Is it building me? Is it helping me to grow? Is it helping me to further my objectives and be more successful in, in the path that I've taken? So at a personal level, now when people say to me, I'm using that as a standard response. Why, what's your why? Why not? I need to know Why not? I need to know what's important to me and what's not. And so for me, the the start of, I think there is a start. And I asked myself before the before the call today, what is sort of what, what do you need to know? I think you do need to be clear about what are my values, what's important to me, who do I want to be working? Almost like what's my avatar for the ideal client, the ideal investment, the ideal friend, the ideal sort of business partner and and understanding beforehand but then that ties at the end of the day it comes down to once you've been through all of that what does my intuition say about whether we're going to work with whether it's going to this relationship is going to work or not and you don't always get it right but then you have to be prepared to actually take action to change that or to deselect up front or whatever whatever, as mark was saying
0: yeah yeah yeah.
1: do you think do you think this is any different to because they both mentioned this dating and partners and who you're going to wake up to do you think this is any different to choosing your friends and choosing your your well, spouse? I your, mean, from your my wife, point of view,
0: I would hope you're not still trying to curate a wife. <laughs> Slightly Oops. different. Hopefully, not something you keep repeating. But but maybe
1: you'll... no. But what I mean is, is there any different between curating your friends, creating your spouse, curating your clients, creating your suppliers, well, creating your community? Is it? Is it all just the same
2: process you're following because you're looking for a a
0: profile a
2: similar process but it's obviously a different lens right we're looking for different things in those different areas of our lives but you know it's not wrong to argue that the process is very similar Let, let's say that we are looking for and you love a partner, spouse, whatever it might be. Then again, we we probably have a set of filters, a set of criteria. You know, you know, tall, dark, handsome, or coming on a white horse, or whatever it is that you know it is that that person is looking for. And then you know somebody shows up in their in their circle of friends, and does he have a white horse? And go, no, nah, okay, not the right one, right? And yeah. so you know, again. You've got to be very careful that the, the downside of curation. I think it's important that we maybe cover that for a second. Is you've got to be careful that you're not curating too tight. That your filter is not so so tight that it con- constrains and basically nothing will ever fit, because then you're going to be one hell of an unhappy sod, right? It's just like ew. You know, create
0: a very homogenized, quite boring culture as well. Correct,
2: and and as you end up with this nothing else is good enough for me, right? So yeah. you gotta, you gotta, and and the if if we look at it from an investment perspective, I've sat with quite a number of different VCs over the few years, and and the stories they always tell about is not what they invested in. No, they tell about the one that got away. Yeah. I was offered shares in, you know the likes of an uber or something silly like that and oh oh, but i didn't take it and it's because of the filter was there and they they looked at that logically no intuition they looked at it logically and going no, but it doesn't fit my criteria so sorry sir no we're going to pass on that. that
0: introduces the bit the random in people that we need to accept and bring in you need to
2: have the randomness but you've got to have that intuitive part whether that whether you feel that comes from your belly it comes from your heart but it certainly not doesn't come from your
1: head right can i can i ask something then so one of the one of the things i got from my mum and help me understand what what this thing is i got from my mum um but my mum was, was one of these my mum was always always about moving forward you've always got to be moving forward son always moving forward. whatever happens keep moving forward and surround yourself with very uh, progressive people. Be around very progressive people who are always moving forward like I am and you And My mum was able to do that, wasn't she? Was After uh, great tragedies in her life, major events in her life. She's always moving forward onto the next thing. That's one of the criteria that I bring in to BIT when I'm interviewing people. I'm looking for progressive people, always moving forward onto the next thing. Um, whether it's the next opportunity, the next deal, the next house, the next uh, event, the next company, next investment, what what would that be? Would that that moving forward thing, would that be a principle? Would that be a value? What
0: is that? It's an energy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what
2: would you say I think it's good? an energy. I it's think energy. Energy. Yeah, it, it's like an energy. Yeah, it's like, and so if you think about when you're curating, the most things you're looking for were not, absolutes they're actually all the things you're looking for are relatives mm. you know let's say you go back to the to the example you're looking for your next spouse you're not necessarily looking for one somebody that's 192 centimeters you're looking for somebody maybe that's taller than me for whatever reason right or shorter or whatever but it's just like so most of these things are actually relative and so therefore you're moving forward is a great example of you know, you're looking for a behavior. You're looking for that behavior of moving forward. You're looking for a behavior of mm-hmm. getting it right the first time. You're looking for a behavior of punctuality. You're looking for a behavior of, God, that's what you're looking for. But, but yeah. it's like you're, you're actually curating to a large extent on behaviors. And because what behaviors do do is they leave a trail, right? And so behaviors leave a trail of, you know people loving you or hating you people behaviors leave a trail of money behaviors leave a trail of you know whatever children you know leave lots of things right
0: actually it leaves a trail of your social capital how much of that you've created around your life one of the things Hmm. mike that made me very curious and thomas at the beginning is you said that when you're on linkedin you even just make quite instant decisions based on the profile photo people use Hmm. Do you explore that a bit for
2: us? Yeah, what does that mean? Look, I've got to be careful how I say this, otherwise I'm going to sound like a complete cake here, right? But it, it's like when you curate the, the number of business owners and companies that, that I do and that we do, it, it's like you, you've, got to, you've got to go with your gut. you really got to be able to trust your instinct. And I'm certainly not suggesting that the only thing I look at is their picture but it often helps confirming. You just have one glance at somebody and you go, she's got it. Or you look at a glance at another guy and you go, no, I don't think he'll make it, which is very similar to the, the stories that Keith relate before. And, I mean, <laughs> to the point where you can literally sit with somebody that is, is also in business or in, in, in say, investing or in consultancy and you can sit at a cafe and you go around and 20, 30 people and you start playing the game it's like, what do you think about her over there? yeah nah, maybe not what about her, her girlfriend extra oh she's got what it takes. and it's not <laughs> about it's not about the physical attributes it's not about uh-huh. whether they're tall or short or blonde or dark or nothing it's that energy it's that feeling of are they going somewhere you meet people and you go whoa right okay this this person going somewhere and that's yeah, what you're yeah. looking for
0: i like that a lot and and keith when, when we're talking about the skill of curation, something that I'm very curious about is people's the art of conversation that people have, and hopefully today we're showing that you know this is Once a you come here often. pre-scripted, uh, no-scripted conversation here. So that's people being able to pick up from something that someone said, and move it through into some the next thing. So the art of listening, how important is that for you, the ability for people to listen? Is that, is that an important value for you when you're looking at how you connect with others?
3: Um, it's a, I think it's a crucial value. I think but it's both ways. I think to be able to curate curate, sorry, you need to be able to listen, but also observe, because to what Mark was saying, a lot of curation is about observing behavior, observing how people are listening to what they're saying, how they're saying it, whether they sort of even down to whether they're respectful or not, whether they're energetic or not, all of those sorts of things. So in the same sort of way, I know that I'm not personally drawn to a person who's trying to do all the talking and is not listening and taking in what's going on. Or when they respond, it's quite clear to me they're not responding to what's been going on. They're only responding or talking about what they want to say, putting themselves sort of at the center and what have you. So so I think, I don't think you can create well if you also can't observe well and listen well. And when I say listen, it's not just hearing the words, it's taking in what's being said and listening to the connections and connecting the dots with, with whatever it is, whether it's the group that you're trying to fit them into as you in the case of BIP 100 or, or whether yeah. it's the one-to-one type of relationship or so on. And, and it's interesting what you were saying just before that, Thomas, about moving forward. When, while you were talking, I was thinking to myself, what is moving forward? actually mean because it's a broad term what does it actually mean what would it mean what does it mean to me Um, and as you described your mother then I was thinking okay to to her and the way you were putting it it's it's been able to move forward no matter what the circumstance or the thing is that tries to knock you down before it's building on that so if I take that to the next level then as I curate so I'm like that I think I, I sort of tend to look at life as a series of learnings and say, I've been through some pretty hectic times, some challenging times and what have you, but I'm going to, I'm not going to allow those things to pull me down, I'm going to build, but also I want to surround myself with people that will help me to move forward and that I can work with to help them move forward as well and build on. I don't want to work with people who wallow in the mud and, 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 and only focus on the fact that they've been knocked down. So I think there's an element that comes into that. And I think that's also important for me anyway, uh, when when we look at that whole concept.
1: Mm. Um, That's it then, Bip is the moving forward club.
0: Well, I think, I mean, what's fascinating about this. It is.
3: um,
0: What's fascinating about this conversation is that so many people go to LinkedIn to just find a client and are so driven by that transaction That they forget the footprint that they're leaving as a potential client or as a potential supplier themselves and you know what we've talked about here is a human is a soft skill but it's a very important human skill is is understanding who you want to gather around you in your life that's going to help you be the best you can be and that you can help them be the best they can be and um i think it's really really fascinating conversation to have Um, and hopefully it will, it will bring in this term curation, because when Thomas first said to me, I don't know, 10 months ago, you know, we're curating a community here. And that's what we're giving members and, it, 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 and anybody that belongs to a community or is setting up a community needs to realize the responsibility and a business is a curation of people. And we all have that responsibility to make it right, whether we call that under the banner of culture or whatever. These are big decisions that we make. And maybe today we've inspired people through your leadership here, Mike, on this subject and through your your wisdom as well and experience, Keith, that people will start to consider that more closely. Stay open, random and supportive, but maybe a bit selective once you actually decide who you bring close to you. (laughs) very <laughs> really good
1: like Mike said thanks at the beginning it's about the choices yeah our responsibility is making the choices and hopefully we get that right but it's not possible to get every single one right
0: in in all, hmm. all in all walks of our lives sadly and um there's more of mike that i would love you to explore further with us one day is this whole subject of it starts with your own self-awareness yeah. and i think when you're talking to your clients and you're working with people, I imagine that's a very important starting point. Um, it is. Thank you very much. To anybody that's listened live, thank you for being with us. Anybody that's watching this back on YouTube, as playlist or any of our shares on social media, please connect with Mike and, and Keith if you feel what's, what you read on their LinkedIn is um, sounds right to you. And um, these are great guys to have in your life. We're really thrilled to have had this time with you today. Next week on our BIP chat, we've got Sandro Forte. Oh, wow. And Sandro is hes a really another very special chap who runs a financial wealth organisation, helping people. Anything from a lovely story he tells of, you know, this couple down in Cornwall that I think they've deposited £50 a month for the last 23 years or something, through to people like celebrities and actors. But his mission is really to help people understand the finances around us, personally, not just business. I think many of us delay that knowledge. I know Sandra has had quite an impact on our children. Um, we shouldn't delay how quickly we understand about money around us. And money isn't just about sending an invoice. <laughs> money is a lot more than that. So that's what we're going to be talking with um, next week with Sandra. But thank you, thank you so much, gentlemen, for this thank wonderful you. conversation. It's been. I think it could go on and on and on, actually.
1: I think it could. And I think when we publish this one on YouTube, gentlemen, put this onto your LinkedIn feed and see what people think about this topic when you when you share it. See what comments you get back, what people say to you, because I think this is actually much more complicated than we realise. And we're all we're all learning the art of it is. curation.
0: It's a skill. We'll have to
2: do a three hour session then. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a skill. You've just opened opened this yes, lovely this treasure This was just
2: the advertiser.
0: Exactly. Thank <laughs> you very much, gentlemen.
2: Thank you. Thank you. for Thank you. us. Thank you.